You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Uh, it's a very nice rug you have in the center of the room here, Chris. You don't want to talk White Sox baseball? No, well, I was just wondering if this is the rug that the disastrous offseason okay, has you, been swept gotta, under by the White this, Sox you let, We have to move on. We can't be angry every week from now on. We can't, this can't be the angry White Sox podcast. Why not? <laughs> okay, look. You wanted, have, you wanted Angry Dave. You got I, Angry I, Dave. I know I got Angry Dave, okay? couple of things I want to talk about this week. First of all, I want to say thank you to the guys from the 108. That is the guys that hang out in Section 108. They do the thing on Twitter where they're hashtag 108ing. Um, really supportive thing for them to do. They do this tournament every year, and it's basically the Twitter handle championship on Twitter. It's like, it's like a March Madness. White Sox Twitter kind of March Madness. Kind of thing, right. yeah. They, and, and, you know, we actually got in. And to me, just getting recognized and being one of those accounts when we really only had about 400 Twitter followers. We have far more people that listen to the show. You have to believe me on this because I see the stats. Far more people listen to the show than follow it on Twitter. We've never really been social media, you know, magnets. Like, it's not something we, we're really good at. I don't go out and, like, just try to find followers. We're just kind of an organic thing. We got a lot of people that followed after they did that, so we have a lot of new listeners. I mean... We, we ended up with something like 200 extra downloads on last week's show, and, and which is funny because we only had 100 new Twitter followers, but we got 200 extra downloads after they said that. That's another example of how we have far more people who download the show than actually follow us on Twitter. So, Are we sure it's not like one dude like one just dude? downloading No, it doesn't let you do that. The system we use is like the moment you download it the first time, I don't get credit the second time. If you listen to it twice... I'm not getting credit. Okay. Okay. It's okay. they're really it's really hard for me to get a download. Just, just making sure. Right. Okay. So it really nice of them to put us in there. We got crushed immediately um, by uh, Josh Nelson's Twitter handle. He does uh, the Sox Machine podcast. He immediately then tweeted out like people should follow Sox in the basement. It's a good Sox podcast. So it was really friendly and very nice, and I, I appreciate it. That's very Absolutely. nice of them all to do. Absolutely. Now on to this team, which did not sign Adam Jones as I thought they should have. No. Nope. He's going to the Diamondbacks. And it is obvious that it was Machado or Bust. We've talked about this. Yeah. That's all over. This is your team. This is what you have. So all we have to discuss is this is the team and this is what 2019 is going to be. Okay. The rebuild continues exactly as it did in 2018. You cannot tell me you're excited about Yonder Alonso and John Jay. No, as I can't. No, no, I cannot. Um, you can't even tell me you're excited about uh, Manny Benuelos because the moment they were able to get Irvin Santana, who really isn't a piece for when this team's actually able to contend, he's almost pretty much assured to have that fifth starter spot. He hasn't even pitched yet. And most of the things that I read is this guy's going to be the fifth starter. You know, okay. like I, I went and I looked both of those guys up. And like, you know, I always tell you, when you want to get a really honest picture of what's really going on with the team, Look no further than looking up like fantasy baseball previews because all those guys are concerned with is who's actually going to get the job and who's actually going to bring the stats that get the points. See what I'm saying? All the other stuff gets dragged out of it. You look up any preview right now, 
White Sox fifth starter is going to be Santana. Manny Benuelos is going to the bullpen. Well, he's going to start. He's going to start, and then you're probably going to get about 10 starts out of him before he, like, you know, crumbles into a pile of ash on the pitcher's mound. He's only had the one rough season. He made a bad decision last year. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but he made a bad decision last year. He had some kind of calcium buildup or something in his in his thumb or his finger, and instead of getting the surgery done the moment the offseason started, which the Twins thought he was going to do, you know, he enjoyed the holidays. He did Christmas. He did New Year's. He kind of hung around in January, didn't do anything with the thing, and got the surgery like February 6th, right before pitchers and catchers. Okay. See what I'm saying? Right. So then it was like, well, he'll still be back early on in the year, and then it took forever for him to heal, and he was never right. And I told you this before on a previous podcast, one of the first things that I heard when he was being interviewed by White Sox beat reporters, for whatever it's worth was, I could finally grip the ball right. So he's old. Dude, the guy I don't is, expect, I don't dude, expect the guy anything, is 37 years old. I don't expect anything out of him except fifth starter stats, but he's going to be at least a solid fifth starter. He's a placeholder. For a couple of weeks out of the year. I mean, dude, is Bartolo Colon out there somewhere still? Can, we pick, can we pick him up? But, I mean, look, I'd probably take Santana over Colon. I would. Santana's a better pitcher than Colon. Colon will hit you a home run, though. He's not going to bat. Then again, he could in this lineup. Well, but he's yeah, not yes, he, he'd probably be, he could probably <laughs> hitting, find a way. Now pinch hitting for yes. Yomer Sanchez to the ninth inning. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yomer doesn't care. He's already got the goggles on. He's got the he's Gatorade. Got the, he's got yeah. the Gatorade to pour on himself after Bartolo hits the home run. It's possible. It could That's happen. very possible. Rick Hunt promised he'd spend the money. Why not? Hey, man. <laughs> they won't spend money on anybody else. Typical White Sox move right there. Are there any Alomars <laughs> out there still playing? Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. So I want to look at the Scott Merkin uh, article from the 5th of March. So this is about a week old. And he's going through. Remember, we talked about his first article where he tried to tell us who he thought was going to make the team. And we were like, this is cookie cutter. Right. Like, all he had to do was just look at the stats from last year and just throw some names out there. He's had to amend a few things. Some of them he has amended exactly how I said they would be amended. Okay. First off, the outfield, this will make you puke. The starting outfield to start the season. Get a bucket. Leary Garcia, Adam Engel, and John Jay. Why does it feel like the outfield got worse, Dave? Because it, it did. Because it did. Because it absolutely did. Why does it feel did. like the outfield got worse than it was last year? Okay. Those are your, those are your starting outfielders. Now, Pelka's got the uh, tight left hamstring, and he has had some issues. So that's why they're saying, since he hasn't played very much, he's a utility guy now. And Jose Rondon has run out of options. So guess who is not going to be on the team, at least according to Merck right now. Okay. Nicky Delmonico. Oh, well, not we, making we the knew, team. We knew that. He has a concussion, not making the team. Now, remember when I said that that first article was cookie cutter? Yes. How did you not see that coming when you wrote the first article? R- Rondon's options did not change in the last three weeks. See what I'm saying? No, they didn't. He also lists Santana. He's the fifth starter. Over, um... Even though Ben Willis has been pitching and Santana is still working his way up, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, ben Wales has been bad in spring training, he though, has hasn't been. he? Now, here's the other thing. The good news. I'm trying to find silver linings whenever covering this team right now. Okay. And whenever talking about this team. The good news. Bullpen. Wamanaya, not in the projected bullpen anymore. Oh, nice. I mean, it's like, I mean, if there's one thing that I, <laughs> that I can take 
Well, dude, he gave training. up like dude, he gave up like twelve runs in he one inning or something. Manaya, in he's a, not gonna be on this team. And in reality, Juan Manaya will not be on this team because even though we knew Colome and Jones and Fry and Herrera and uh, Caleb Frere and Ian Hamilton were probably gonna make the team, Carson Fulmer is doing just what we talked about even last year. He's preparing for when that. When he got sent down last season, I said this guy could be a relief pitcher. Yeah, he's preparing And that's all he's going role. to be. And he may want to be a starter, but he is going to be a relief pitcher. They are not giving up on a guy that they drafted. He's going to make this team, okay? And Benuelos was brought on a team, and when you brought in Santana, another spot went away. This is it. They're not going to let Benuelos go. He's out of options, okay? Wamanaya is out of options, but he's not that good. No. And, and and we've been saying this for a long time. He puts like a batter and a half on every time he goes out there and takes them out. Which, which in a relief role is an insta run every right. inning. Okay, so he's gone. So here's the thing. What I take right now from what is going on just with that article at face value, the outfield is atrocious. <laughs> it should make you want to throw up. No, it does. And I'm so sick of listening to the versatility of Leary Garcia and how Adam Angle is going to catch a few balls over the wall. Okay, and the team trying to push you that we wanted John Jay all along because he was the best option out there for us. I, I don't want to hear any of that crap. You got Polka. This is going to upset the Polka maniacs because Polka is now probably not your opening day starter, at least according to this article. Well, it's because he's injured. Okay. But, I mean, he's, they're thinking DH for him anyway. Well, no, they're not no, because, no. The, no. because of Alonzo. It's Alonzo. And, and, yeah. and then Rondon. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you. If you're really in a rebuild, even if you want to name Yomer Sanchez a starting second baseman. Which I don't, but go ahead. Wouldn't you want to see how Rondon did with every day at bats at second when you already know what Yomer is? Yes. We've talked about this. Yes. Give him, yes. Give him the starts. Wouldn't you make it, I mean, like, isn't that something that you'd want as a White Sox fan? Because, look, guys, it's another throwaway year. Well, however you cut it, this is another throwaway year. I don't put a lot of stock into to, to stats in spring training, but... You have to look no further than the fact that Eloy didn't come out and start hitting monster home runs from day one to understand that he's still going to be a rookie and that Dylan Cease is going to get here later on in the year, and that's really the only two things that you're going to see. And you might see another guy get called up, maybe. This is another throwaway year. This is another rebuild year. The story of this year is, is Yoan Moncada, is he a real piece, or did you trade away Chris Sale and, and not get, get and, what and, you thought you were getting. Yeah, and get him. hosed. And, right. I mean, if Kopech turns out to be a great pitcher, you'll sit there and you'll, you'll explain it as, we weren't ready to win anything with Sale. We now have a guy that's close to his level that we have far more control over. They could still try to justify it even if one of those guys only work out. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. But it's a big blow to that trade. And it's a big blow to the organization if Mancata is not what you need him to be. And this is the year where you find out if this is what he is. I said it all last year. It's his first year. I'm not counting the Boston stats. He got called up in kind of a weird situation, thrust into things when he probably wasn't ready. I, I'm okay with that. I, I will discount last year, rookie season. Rookies have problems. We talked about the comparison between him and Lewis Brinson, another big prospect that was up in uh, um, Milwaukee and got traded to the Marlins, and the Marlins stuck him out there because they're like, we're in a rebuild. And he had a terrible year down there. And now he's down there with the Marlins and he's having a great spring. Just like right now, Mancata is having a great spring. I'll, I'll look up his stats right now, but Mancata is having just a, a massively good spring. He's got a uh, OPS over 1,000 at 1.098. He's hitting 370 right now. He's got 27 at-bats, which means he's playing 
right up at the top of where guys are playing. Like, if you're looking at how many bats have been handed out in these games, Anderson, Moncada, Engel, Leary Garcia, Yonder Alonso, these guys are getting a lot of at-bats, okay? Okay. A lot of guys getting at-bats out there, getting time at the plate. The guy that I'm most interested in is Robert, okay? There's articles that people are writing like he's having this great spring. He's got 11 at-bats. Because they know he's not in the plan for this yeah, year. Yeah, but how is it a great spring? Like, what is he doing? No, it's not, that, that, dude. That it's brings just, about it's, these articles that I'm reading online about what a great spring he's having. He has 11 at bats. It's all of the, dude, it's all, it's like you said, it's all of the media trying to sell you on this team when all this is going to be is just another throwaway year. I've said, you know, I've said it before. All I could, all I found this week on my feed is just, you know, rosy colored glasses, rosy colored glasses, rosy colored glasses. I, eh, sorry, not buying it. I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's a seventy win team at best. The bullpen will win games that you lost last year. No, but it, yes, but in the end, I I still don't, I don't get the fact that you're totally cool with Yomer Sanchez going out there and being your second baseman. I just I don't see when that's going to happen. Like, when do you? Really Are you talking be- about the organization or the fans? No, the organization. I don't know. I, I look. Fans are going to believe what fans want to believe. Fans always fall in love with a the player. There are fans that have fallen in love with Daniel Polka, and he's a nice player. Seems like a great guy. But if we're going to win a World Series, Daniel Polka is not a no. major factor. No, he may not even be on the team. There are fans that are in love with Yomer Sanchez and his antics, but he's never going to become all of a sudden a great hitter. He's never going to become like that that linchpin in your lineup that all of a sudden you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, thank God we got that guy. Don't ever let him go. It's not happening. You know, the litmus test should always be along the lines of, could these guys play for the Red Sox? Could these guys play for the Yankees? Could this guy play for the Astros? You know, the ask, Dodgers. The Dodgers. Ask that question. Would these guys make that team? Does Yomer Sanchez, is, does he have a spot on one of those teams? Does, does Polka have a spot on one of those teams? Does Adam Engel have a spot on one of those teams? Uh, no, 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 and no, no. In fact, Tim Anderson struggles to be on those teams for all the accolades that he gets. He struggles to be on those teams. Right, he's a utility guy. You best on those teams. I mean, seriously, look at, look at those teams. Is Tim Anderson even close to DD Gregorius or Xander Bogarts <laughs> or Xander Bogarts? Wow. Is he even close? Is he even close to, um, whoever the Dodgers trot out at shortstop generally seems to be pretty good. Who they got? They got, uh, they got Corey Seager. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, does he have that? Does he have that same potential? I I don't really believe that. Some people might. Is he Carlos Correa? No, standing at shortstop for the end. No, no. Is, that, is that what he is? No, no. Okay, so so he's not any of those guys. Now, now the argument would be along the lines of okay, well, you could still have a shortstop that's good defensively. I I don't know if he's good defensively. He's not good defensively. But even though, if we've he, seen it, and, and, so if he just does well enough, and he does the stats that he's doing, and he's Fairly, he's above average defensively. You can make up for that if you have other guys that, that are great at positions, right? Okay, well, the guy standing next to him, Moncada. Does Yohan Moncada start at third base for any of the teams that I just mentioned? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. This show comes out every Wednesday morning. So if you are listening to it on its release date, tomorrow night, Thursday, the 14th, we are going to be at Porter Cullen's Irish Pub to kick off St. Patrick's weekend. And Dave, we have more hats. 
Those free nice. socks in the basement hats are going to be there while supplies last. So if you want to come out to Porter Cullens in Evergreen Park, 3541 West 99th Street. 3541 West 99th Street starting at 7 p.m. The Stockyard Kilty Band is there just for us. I called them up, so we got the bagpipers and the drums that'll also be performing. They'll be Guinness on tap. They got the corned beef. They've, they, they not only have, in my opinion, one of the best corned beef sandwiches in the entire Chicagoland area. It takes them like three days for the corned beef to be ready. There's like a massive process that they use for the corned beef. But they also now have the traditional corned beef dinner for you as well, just for the season. Plus, they have just great menu items if you don't like corned beef. They got everything from burgers or whatever. But this is the place to go. They got a, they got a fish and chips that makes people I know who come over from England say this is authentic. See what I'm saying? Right, like they okay. do it right. So, Porter Cullens, once again, 3541 West 99th Street in Evergreen Park. Socks in the Basement out there live recording a show with the free hats from Socks in the Basement and maybe even some other things. I got a, uh, I got a Ron Kittle autographed hat. Oh, that nice. I'll be uh, raffling off to the crowd. An autographed Ron Kittle hat that is going to be given out to the crowd at Porter Collins. So come on out. Join us. Talk Socks. I'll have a mic. You want to ask questions? You can get on the show right there live with us and talk with us. Porter Collins Irish Pub, Thursday the 14th. That means if you got the show today, it came out, it's tomorrow. If you're watching a day late, it's tonight. Make your plans. Get out there. 3541 West 99th Street in Evergreen Park starting at 7 p.m. We will see you there. Now, the hope is that Montana has a big year. That's really what this whole season rides on. The whole season rides on Yohan Montana. People think the story of the season is Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease coming up. The story of the 2019 White Sox season and the rebuild this year is how does Yohan Mankata do? No, because if Yohan Mankata goes out there and bats 230 again, okay? Cancel and the then, rebuild. And push then, it back yeah, two more no, years. Basically push it back push two, it back three two more years. If Anderson goes out there and, and you know, hits 240 again and he's kicking the ball all over the, right. the infield, guess what? Those are the those are the two guys. Those are two of the main guys that this White Sox team is trying to sell you as the cornerstone of the rebuild. I was saying this last week, right? Where you've got Sox fans on on Twitter and Facebook talking about, yeah, Mancada and Anderson. That's going to be uh, the Jose Altuve and Nolan Arenado of this team. No. Go look up Nolan Arenado's and Jose Altuve's stats in their rookie years and compare them to Mancada and Anderson. But here's the thing is, I'm not, you are, you're done. You've already decided it's impossible for them to be that. I'm saying that if you need something to root for this year is that you start to see that. In fact, forget start to see it. You no, have you to need see to see it now, this you, year. You need Mancada to come out and hit in the high 200s, like 290 to 300. Okay, or and if he go and if he hits two eighty, he better have thirty bombs, right? You see what I'm saying? And thirty stolen bases, right? And it, and and that's that that's what you need. And if you don't have that, you what it, what are you selling next year? Because now you're going to have to go out. You're going to do a bidding war for Anthony Rendon, who's luckily still hasn't signed an extension, right? But I mean, it could happen at any time. Or you're going and grabbing Josh Donaldson. You're right. hoping he proves it with another team. That team doesn't sign him, and then he comes out in his free agency, and you're able to get him. And at what point? I mean, your options what, have dried up in free agency. I mean, really, the picture has changed so much in the last six weeks that I don't think people have really kept track of how quickly the picture has changed. And we've been trying to kind of to explain this over the last couple of shows. 
the the picture has changed so much where teams are realizing they have to sign their stars and not let them get in the free agency. The players are afraid to go into free agency because it's a complete disaster right now. The way the collective bargaining agreement does not work for them until everything gets changed. And the White Sox, even though they have oodles of money, stacks of cash, they're they, sitting on. They won't spend it. It's not about not spending it. They won't give the years the players want. Players want security. People want security. You want security. Yes. I want security. Yes. Okay. If somebody, I mean, you own your own business, right? Of course. You love working for yourself, right? Yes. Okay. And it's still an insecure thing to work for yourself because if something goes wrong, you got nothing really to fall back on, right? Right. Okay. If all of a sudden somebody came along and said, Dave, I love your store. I want to make your store into a chain of stores, Dave. I want to pay you for the rights, the name of your store. I like your concept of your store, and I want to franchise your store. I'm going to give you X amount of dollars and a guaranteed contract where you're going to come in now and be like the operations manager or CEO or something like that, but I'm going to be the owner and you're going to have to answer to me. But you're set now for life. Yeah. You take it, right? Yeah. Right? Right. Even if they sat there and said, guaranteed 10-year deal with me for X amount of dollars where your income that you're making right now is at least guaranteed plus 10% or something like that. Right. Like a raise. You'd be like, you know what? I'm taking the 10 years of security, and if this doesn't work out, I'll start another store under a different name one day. Exactly. So and you'll have, have the money to do it. But you would take the security in this point in your life, right? Absolutely. And you don't even have kids you have to worry about. No. You know, some of these guys have kids. They got families. They look at all these things. They got relatives they're taking care of. They're, they're coming from countries that, that are poor countries, and they're basically sending money back not only to their families, but to like extended families so yes. they can eat. You know what I'm saying? That's how this is for some guys. They, they want that security. You want that security. I want that security. Every living human being wants that security. The team that's willing to offer that security is going to get the free agents. This team doesn't want to give that security. Right. Because the owner is is scared of a certain age. He doesn't want to give you security past a certain age. That's why the Machado deal is written the way it was, because they were never going to give him the 500 summit bats to let him have the last two years. Well, so moral of the story is, all right, moral of the story is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to build from within because you're not going to get the big fish free agent. No, you're not. But the thing is that you're not gonna be able to build from within at at, at specific certain, keystone positions. Right. Okay. Because they're too I thin. They're I too thin. They're too thin they're at too short. They're too thin at short. They're too thin at third base. They're too, they're too thin at, at second. I mean, really, Mandrigal comes up and doesn't work out. Yeah, what do you do? See what I'm saying? Right. They're not, like, remember when the Cubs were rebuilding? I know it's a dirty word and people get upset when you say that. Oh, stop but it. But they were, they were flush with middle infielders. Okay. Baez was a middle infielder. Moore was a middle infielder. They already had Castro sitting in the middle infield. They, they filled up with middle infielders, and there were guys that they moved eventually to the outfield but were middle infield depth. We are different. We have outfielders, and they're not moving into the middle infield. No. If we end up with four great outfielders, one of them's on the bench or gets traded or gets stuck in AAA. See what I'm saying? Right. They're not come. That outfielder's not coming in to play the infield. I mean, unless you're you start unless you start trading all of these outfield and pitching prospects too. The White Sox are always very uh, deep in pitching prospects. Unless you start trading some of these prospects for middle infielders. Well, that's what you're going to have to do, and that and that's going to be that's why this season is again, the whole season hinges on Yoan Mankata. Right, because he's been. 
he is the guy that he's they the are key. selling you is the cornerstone the of this part. rebuild. Forget the selling part. No, I but know he you, is. No, but I he know is the angry. cornerstone Look, of the rebuild. We're all angry at the organization, but let's let's just talk just baseball. Forget the organization for a second. Okay. Just talk about it. If all of a sudden you walked in tomorrow with a barrel of cash and you bought the White Sox, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I can. You dream. fired Kenny. I can dream. Can you I? walked in with your barrel of cash? You bought the White Sox. Kenny walked in and said, "What's going on?" He goes, and you just go, "Get out." That's all you say. Get out. You just hit a little button on Jerry's phone while Jerry's standing there in shock and be like, security, bring this man a box, get him out of here. Okay? And, and on the way out the door, tell all your cronies I'm coming for them later. You're really Ari Gold you're, style from out you're, really, you're really making me smile now. Okay, but anyway, so, go ahead. So anyway, so <laughs> if you have the organization and you're starting this year, like tomorrow you own the White Sox, and your free agency is over, and even if you have total control as general manager, like you decide I'm going to be the GM, whatever it is, you can't do anything right now except sit back and watch and see what happens. Right, and hope Mankata works out. And hope Mon- and if he doesn't work out, you now have to make moves to bring in middle infielders. Because we've talked about this before, the, the free agent class is not going to make you very excited. I mean, like, Rendon is the, is the goal next year, but if, if Mankata works out, they're not going to go after him. Right. Okay. The fallback for Moncada is Anthony Rendon. And that's if he makes it through the season. And then you have, like I said, Xander Bogarts is going to be out there short. He's the target. Well, he's the target. They won't do it, but he's no, the target. No, they won't do it, but that, that's what you would want. He's the Machado of next year, Xander Bogarts. Right. Xander Bogarts is the target next year for all teams. Everybody's going to be going after, including his own team. Yeah. And it's a good chance that it's a good chance he might even not hit free agents. Right. So, so the, and so the White Sox have to build from within and they have to build with their infield. And right now they are so thin. They are razor thin. I know people sit there and they go, oh man, we're not thin. We got Mankata third. We got Anderson at short. We got, you know, we got Yomer, you know, we got, we got this rookie. We got that rookie. We got, we got, we got Mendick down there. He's having a great spring. Oh yeah. I read that too. He's having a great spring. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I'm telling you right now, this will be the bane of White Sox fans' existence, the infield, if these guys don't do something this year. If Johan Mangata is inept, if Tim Anderson does not take another step forward, we're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that I hate being, again, I said I don't want to be negative. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying this is what you have to look for this year. It's the season of Johan. That's what this is. And if we're sitting around in July and he's scuffling, I don't yeah, want to listen. I don't want to listen to the talk that I'm going to get from the propaganda machine. The same propaganda machine that kept telling me Adam Dunn was going to get better for four years. Oh my God. Okay. That I wasn't a good baseball fan because I wasn't patient enough with him. Yuan comes out, he gets through the first couple months of the season, and he looks bad. Yeah, you've got problems. Anybody who's sitting there telling you don't worry, just stop listening to them. Right. Like those are the people you turn off. Okay, well, this guy's full of it. Just turn off the radio. Turn off that turn off that show. Stop reading that blog. Just move on with your life. Yeah, no, Anderson too. Anderson's another guy. Right. Because again, they're they're putting Anderson and Mancata in the same like on the same plane. Well, I think and, so- and 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 now, well, I know that Anderson's had another year of, you know, he's he's a year ahead of Mankata at least as far as his development. But I mean, the same thing. If he goes out there and he's hitting 240 and he's you know, 
average defense at best. What, what do you got there? You wouldn't take Anderson's. I'm going to tell you right now, Anderson's season last year, if Moncada does that this year, you wouldn't be happy. That wouldn't be good enough, at least in my mind. It's just not good enough. I'm sorry, if, if Moncada. If, if Moncada duplicated Anderson's numbers last year. Oh, no, yeah, no. Wouldn't be good enough. No, no, it would not be right? good no, enough. No, wouldn't be good enough. It, it, and, and, and that's the thing. Look, I know that people like these players. It's the hardest thing for me is that I will see comments. Somebody will be like, man, you're being too hard on so-and-so. You know, you're being too hard on Anderson. You're being too hard on Mankata. You're being too hard on Yomer. You know, stop, stop. Get, Paulko's the man. Stop giving him a hard time. I'm not giving him a hard time. I want nothing more this season than for Daniel Polka to come out and smash 35 home runs and improve on his walks. See what I'm saying? Right. Be an all-star. And then I'm sitting there eating crow because he's a massive member of this team for years to come. I want nothing more in life than for Tim Anderson to go out and win a gold glove this year. I want him to. Yeah, bat 280. I want him to get a gold glove, 280 hitter. Okay, put, put 25 home runs out. I want nothing more than that. I want nothing more than Yohan Mankata to sit at the hot corner and put on a clinic where people are like, they should have hit him at third base to begin with. And hit and hit two ninety to three hundred and and thirty bombs. I want I want nothing more than all those things, folks. I do, I'm having a hard time believing all that's going to happen. R- right now, all those I believe in Mankata more than I believe in any of them. Okay, because I have to believe in Mankata. <laughs> right, because you know? if you don't, because if you don't, what do you got? Right, I have to believe in Mankata. Right, I'm not going to count the first year against a rookie. Okay, fair enough. I will count the second year against. Him. Fair enough. Okay, it's a completely different attitude with him this year. I am really encouraged by his spring. I know you don't put no, you know stock into spring numbers, and I, you're like, well, these pitchers are just warming up, and there's a lot of guys they're going to be hitting against that aren't that good, and that's fine. But there are guys, there are guys that don't do well in spring. There's not, it's it's not easy to hit a baseball no matter what you do. I still think that that's a positive that he's hot. I want him to stay hot through the spring and carry it into the season. If he's hot in the spring, and then he goes out and he goes over his first 15 or something like that to start the year. Sound the alarm, light the building on fire, and move. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? No amount of hoodies that you're giving out on opening weekend are going to make up for that. No. Not going to happen. Do you do them in that order? Do you sound the alarm, light the building on fire, then move? Well, or do I sound the it? alarm first so people can get out of the building because I don't want to be responsible for killing any of them. Then oh, I light okay. the building on fire. And then you move because you don't have a building anymore. So this is your fire. okay. So this is your building, like you own it. You have tenants that you're renting it to. Whatever building it was, when I'm upset, I sound alarms. I light buildings on fire and I move. That's oh, what I do. Remind me never to get you upset. <laughs> another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs>
Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere a podcast can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.